born black into extreme poverty during the Great Depression and in the Deep South's world of Jim Crow. Sounds like challenging circumstances, wouldn't you agree? But it gets worse. Imagine being this person whose father was not part of your daily life and then finding yourself on your own at the ripe old age of 12 after your mother was murdered. What would you do today facing similar, nearly unimaginable circumstances? Call on government assistance? Of course, there was no such government assistance to speak of at the time. Engage in a life of theft or other criminal behavior? After all, it's certainly not fair to be dealt such a cruel deck of cards. The young boy I'm speaking of is my father, Ulysses Garrett. Born in 1921, Dallas, Texas, my dad had less than what we'd call a head start in life. Thankfully, his mother, in the dozen years she was able to teach and mentor him, instilled a sense of self-responsibility and right versus wrong in my father. Her teaching included the unwavering belief in the existence of an ultimate authority greater than ourselves. My dad had every reason to be angry, to blame his plight on someone or something else. He chose another path, self-responsibility, respecting the rule of law, and contributing to not lashing out at society. These virtues and principles led my father to think for and take care of himself. At 13 years old, he hoboed on freight trains between Dallas and Los Angeles, where more job opportunities were available for blacks. In Los Angeles, he washed cars, drove delivery trucks, and took whatever legitimate odd job presented itself. At 21 years old, he married my mother, a woman whom he had met and fell in love with when he was just 12 and she was six. After serving more than three years overseas in World War II, participating in both the European and Pacific theaters, he spent 42 years working for a manufacturing company where he retired as a plant manager. He and my mother remained married for 60 years, raising five children, putting four of the five through college, and purchasing three homes by the time of his death. I share my dad's story not only because of how proud of him I am, but vastly more important because of where we are today as a nation and society in contrast to the self-discipline and principles my dad and mom adhered to throughout their lives. Over time, circumstances, challenges, and fortunes inevitably change. Virtues and principles do not. They are like math equations. Two plus two always equal four, and what was virtuous for my father and all who came before should also be virtuous today. During the summer of 2020, this country witnessed possibly the worst riots in its history. Over $2 billion in damage and at least 25 people killed, partially as a result of so-called social justice groups, elected officials who fanned the flames, and others claiming American law enforcement to be systemically racist. That lion slander against law enforcement is the subject of a future video. Even if the claim were true, consider the overt, codified, and publicly supported racism my parents endured, not only by law enforcement, but in most arenas of their early lives, including a segregated armed forces in the case of my father. Through these most challenging times, my parents' virtues and principles did not bend to the pressure of their circumstances. They never burned a building, they never harmed a soul, and they never forgot they would be defined by their dignity and their actions, not by their skin color or circumstances. For your Leo Nation, I'm the Chief, Mark Garrett. Visit us at yourleonation.org.